All right. I have got a great beer of the week this week. Oh, boy. And I'm going to use the NASCAR voice because it is from Big Truck Brewing Company. Holy shit. Flatbed Pale Ale. Pale. I, thought said, I thought it said Dale Ale for a second. <laughs> oh, that's sick. Dale Ale? <laughs> uh, Zoe's parents were in Texas a couple weeks ago, and I, I was this close to being like, hey, if you're around any NASCAR things, can you try to find me a Praise Dale, Raise Hail t-shirt? Hell yeah. <laughs> that would have been sick. <laughs> but anyway, this beer pairs perfectly with NASCAR and a medium well steak with ketchup. <laughs> You're damn right, boy. <laughs> that was a terrible crack, but this is a good beer. I got it because it made me laugh one time when I was going to be grilling. Because, you know, got to have a grill beer. Ladies and gentlemen, you are about to witness the world's number one wrestling podcast. Let me pod to you. Yeah. Welcome to Let Me Pod to You. I'm Jacob. You can block me on Twitter at We Hate Jacob. I'm staying on Twitter until the ship goes down or until Threads gets their shit together. Yeah. I'm here with my co-host Dimitri. You can find him on Twitter and Threads at Dimitri Talks. Dimitri, how was the wrestling this week? Uh, uh, this is one of those weeks where I felt a little bit of highs and lows. Little some a couple points where I'm just kind of like, meh. I'm just kind of watching and got to walk away, kind of bored. A couple moments that got me really excited. So one of those weeks. How about yourself? One hundred percent with you on that one. I yeah. SmackDown was weird because it was like. A two-hour show that had 45 minutes of Bloodline, we'll get yep. to it, but the rest of the show was very rushed. Mm-hmm. It was. It's one of those weeks where I, I almost feel like maybe WWE should have asked about, hey, is there any chance we can get an extra half hour or hour on Fox just to get our whole card the way that we need it to be? Because the Bloodline, I mean, I did see stuff that it ran long. But it was a little bit like, eh, okay, not much actual wrestling on this wrestling show. Right. Um, Raw was okay. It felt Vinced. I didn't see anything if it was specifically Vinced, but apparently it was. And then Dynamite was okay. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, one, one other thing on Raw, actually. Uh, what was it? Darn it. Oh, yes, man. Yes, I, forgot. I remember. Okay, there you go. So, um, you know how WWE out of nowhere has been advertising matches ahead of time? Yeah. Apparently, that is to stop Vince from changing them. Genius. Like, Triple <laughs> H is like going full galaxy brain. Well, if I say ahead of time we're doing it, then he can't stop me until he point. still stops him. Uh, yeah, <laughs> true that. True that. He's still anyway. going to do it anyway. <laughs> Our format here is top of the mid headlines, stock rising, stock falling. These can be specific wrestlers, storylines, whatever to kick off a conversation. Dimitri, a new top of the mid. Yeah, this one uh, is hard to do, you know, because you know how I feel about uh, the mm-hmm. Alpha Queen, Maxine. By the way, that whole little segment, her graduation, I love to see her graduate. That was a beautiful thing, beautiful little segment. So, no slight to the Alpha Academy. Mm-hmm. They are still rocking and rolling. But, man, am I high on my boy Grayson Waller. Okay. Shout out to Grayson Waller. I just want to say, a couple weeks ago, he debuted. Immediately, first thing I said, I like this guy. Something about him. Really interesting. I would like to say that I'm on the right side here. But what we're going to (laughs) see, time will tell. Um, But, man, it's really cool to see 
somebody who I immediately kind of like gravitated towards and was really interested in kind of gets so much, um, he kind of had a lot thrown at him, like in a, in a short amount of time. Right. Cause, um, he, you know, he's been doing a show on SmackDown and he's been like a key part of like multiple storylines, just kind of furthering them along. Then, you know, you got him meeting with John Cena in the middle of the ring, having that promo battle with a legend that was at a pay-per-view at a pay-per-view, which is sick. Like what an opportunity. Uh, not only that, then we get this SmackDown in Madison Square Garden, and what does he do? He has a match with Edge, and great match, by the way. Yeah, that I gotta match say, was really good. I watched it, it was, twice. Oh man, it was really good. I gotta say, like, uh, so you know, me and Jacob, we don't really watch NXT like that. Every now and then, mm-hmm. we'll catch something. So we're not really, uh, we weren't very keen on what Grayson Waller was in NXT. However, watching that match. He is so good at playing the crowd, like, uh, not only just in his promo work, but in the match, like, hitting a move, looking at the crowd, talking some shit, just getting everybody involved. It's just, like, it's something special to see. Not every wrestler has that in their repertoire. Not every wrestler feels comfortable, like, hitting a move, then turning to the crowd and going, oh, sink or swim, something like that. You know what I mean? Like... He was he was really captivating, kept my like attention the whole way through. And I think I think we got a potential future star in our hands cuz like dude, in-ring works great, promo works great. He kind of has um I was really thinking about this afterwards. I I've, I've done a lot of thinking about this. He has like all of the tools that you'd want somebody to have other than I guess like the extreme crazy body like that John Cena or Batista have. I don't think we get a lot of those guys anymore though. Yeah, not as common. And even when we do get them, it doesn't seem like they're always like the top guy anymore. Um, but I think he's got like all the tools. He's got he checks all the boxes that you'd want somebody to do. There's no, I don't really think he's really lacking in any area. So yeah, man, shout out to the top of the mid, Grayson Waller. Great job. He also has elite choice in ring gear. Yeah, shorts. More people need to go the route of shorts. Yes. Right now, our top two shorts guys, Grayson Waller and CM Punk. Shorts guys. <laughs> I am over shorts on guys. shorts. I'm like so over on shorts. It's so much better than the than the little underpants. Like I think I think at this point in our wrestling lives, we should be going with some tights, full down, like Seth Rollins style, or some shorts. Yeah. I feel like we should we we need more shorts, more like UFC style shorts too. Yeah, that would work. Yeah, like, shit looks legit. Oh, oh, and I forgot to mention uh, one thing actually. So we had Grayson Waller inter- interact with all these you know legends and shit, and then we also had him interact with The Rock on Twitter. Mm-hmm. The Rock is acknowledging Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller has had one match on the main roster, and The Rock is interacting with him. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, big big things, and like also getting that Edge seal of approval, like yeah. Edge Edge one. I kind of thought that's the way yeah. that was going to go. But then but it Edge a- gets the mic and he goes, mm-hmm. you know what? You swam. And then toss the right. mic and get out. I was like, okay. It shows you what they think of him, man. They, yeah. they, they, they seem to think we, the same thing we think. You know, they think highly of him, clearly. Yeah, very, very good. I, I enjoyed it. And I'm glad that we finally got to see him have a match. It was yeah. not interrupted by a million commercial breaks like uh, the <laughs> United States Championship match was. Which I guess from what I've read about the live crowd, they loved it. It was a really good match. Like apparently one oh. of Austin Theory's best in ring performances. 
and we didn't get to see it at home because of the needing to catch up on commercials. That's but true. hey, um, I, I, I'm with you on Grayson Waller. I'm definitely coming around big time. I would really like to see him or LA Knight in the picture for the U.S. title going towards SummerSlam. That'd be beautiful. Uh, I think maybe they're going to have something else for Grayson Waller to do first, um, with LA Knight just being a bit more, you know, already over with the with the crowds at this point. But we could definitely have something like that down the line. Just quick mention here. Oh, man, I would drool over an L.A. Knight, uh, Grayson Waller feud. That would be so good. I'm picturing the the light skin emoji you have in our Discord chat. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Maybe I'll pop that on the screen on the YouTube video yeah, real you quick so they know yeah, what you're talking it, about. Pop it over your face. <laughs> um, so SummerSlam is starting to take shape. That's my headline this week. We'll, we'll pop nice. back to you. Um, and we've got some rumors on the card and there's a lot of people being left off it right now. So right now the rumored SummerSlam card from Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Rodriguez for the women's world title, Rick O'Shea and Logan Paul. I'm not that, I'm not that interested in this. Neither am I. That can be on SmackDown. Uh, (laughs) Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. It's the blow off. I'm a fan of that. It'll be the last time we see Ronda, so fine. Uh, Gunta versus Drew McIntyre. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. They've all but said that's happening. You know, with Jey challenging Roman. Asuka versus Charlotte Flair versus Bianca Belair for the WWE Women's Championship. Uh, Cody Rhodes versus Bork Laser in some kind of gimmick match. Not announced yet. Um, and then Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus. Problems with that card. Great. That's a good card. Problems with that card. No tag team, undisputed tag team championship match. No edge. No United States championship match. And uh, no world heavyweight championship. Oh, wow. So those are four kind of big things that you kind of expect to see on a SummerSlam card that aren't there yet. The Observer is also saying that there's a lot of competition to get on the show because Triple H generally likes to have a shorter card with longer matches. It's kind of, we're, we're not going to have a seven minute unless Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar decides to go that way. I appreciate um, that by the way. I do too. I, yeah. I completely agree. Like I'd rather have better, longer, high quality matches than just, you know, Oh, we're going to shove 12 things on the card because that's what everyone expects to be there. Right. You know, I'm, I'm starting to wonder if WWE keeps steam like this, if they're going to start to move towards like, SummerSlam being a two two night event as well. I don't know mm. if they could pull that off or not because it's not WrestleMania. But hey, you know it. I think it might be might be out there. But um, what do you think of the kind of rumors for SummerSlam so far? Um, I'm down for most of it. Uh, like you like you said, I feel the same way about the um, Logan Paul Ricochet match. Mm-hmm. Um. I think like it's probably you know it, it's the typical like Logan Paul spot fest type of match where like you're gonna like you said last podcast you're gonna put him in positions to make some sort of viral moment that he can put on YouTube or TikTok and everybody's gonna talk about it and it's gonna be everywhere which good for WWE makes sense I get it but eh, meh about that I'm I am more than anything. Like everybody, I'm sure, excited for that Roman Reigns potential Jey Uso mm. match. Like, I've been looking forward for that to that for a long time. I've wanted Jey Uso to have a match with uh, Roman for a minute now, and the fact that it's finally happened, and like, 
I am really excited. Like, oh, and that that's the I didn't even mention. Uh I'm gonna be in Jacob's neck of neck of the woods for that pay-per-view. So uh, we're gonna be watching that in person. We're gonna be live and direct, baby. Hallelujah. So that'll be fun. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited for the pay-per-view. Not much I'm uh down on other than that ricochet and whatever match but you know I, I feel like they're just doing that so logan paul can get a win yeah and like just do it on smackdown the night before <laughs> like do make make um make it a supersized smackdown like if if you're not gonna be able to get everybody on the card ricochet and logan paul main event it austin theory and la night open the show la night can come out for a promo at SummerSlam, you know to get the pop again um tag team championship match at the smackdown before they did that for money in the bank so they can do it again that's true um but i think seth rollins needs to be on the card i think he'll get there i I don't i don't think they'll just continue to not have him on there he's been you know having people challenge for the title all the time so i think something's gonna happen i don't know what it is but i think he'll be on the card yeah and what's your what's your uh headline this week uh, so I got a bunch of uh, behind-the-scenes stuff going on right now. So uh, our first little attempt at some YouTube content other than podcasting is gone pretty decently. Uh, just mm-hmm. some nice uh, dumb meme content, <laughs> but it, it went well. Uh, so I'm working on right now some uh, like diary-style videos, so be on the lookout for those. Also, I got a new video editing software a little bit ago, um, and I'm kind of... Uh, getting my way through it now the editing process for us right now is pretty convoluted so like i start Mm -hmm. in one program and then i export that out get the audio edit the audio and then put it in another program and it's just like way too much um so we are getting close to me doing everything in one space so that should make editing way easier should up our production and we'll be able to uh put out videos a little quicker too so that'll be good for y'all and good for us so i am excited and everybody we appreciate you liking commenting and subscribing absolutely Um, as always please hit that smash that like button as the kids say (laughs) (laughs) jesus i love the blue cane video i thought it was thank you i thought it was just so fun like you you're like i'm putting this blue cane thing together i was like all right and yep. then, like, you posted it, and I watched it, and I was like, this is hilarious. Like, this so is- quick, too. I was like, all right, I'm just going to edit this really quick. Click, 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 click. <laughs> I, like, I didn't have any, I had no expectations for it, but then, like, what came out of it, I was like, this is great. And, like, my wife, who does not know who Kane is, and saw me watching the Blue Kane video, was like, what the fuck are you watching now? <laughs> Um, she thought it was hilarious too. Good. So it it reached across audiences. It wasn't. Well, it wasn't just just look at me. us. So I'm looking thought? forward to seeing seeing some more. And um, we've talked about it a couple of times on the podcast. But I think it would be cool to have some kind of a a rewind show where we yes maybe it's specific matches that we will do like a short kind of five minute video talking about you know what we liked from these old matches. You know the one that we we kept coming to mind was uh, Money in the Bank 2020. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll start, uh, when we get closer to pay-per-view, start looking at doing some, um, you know, throwback matches for those pay-per-views and seeing what we can come up with. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> and there's one, one more thing on your headline list and I am so pumped for you on this one. Oh, yes, sir. I'm, I'm, ladies and gentlemen, I am going to SmackDown tomorrow night in Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah. Yeehaw. Yeah. Um, 
This is the first uh, WWE uh, televised event I've gone to since like 2004 or five. Uh, somewhere, maybe six. I don't know. It was whenever um, Undertaker was coming back as the dead man. He was doing a bunch of uh, promos uh, scaring maskless Kane. And uh, they were on their way to WrestleMania 20. That is the last time I went to an event. It was Raw in State College. So I was a little, little wee lad. Um, so it's been a long time. I'm excited to see what's changed. And uh, it looks like Jay Uso is advertised. So... Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see my boy Jay. Oscar's advertised. I'm excited to see Oscar, and we'll uh, I'll keep y'all updated. Make sure you get there a little early so you can get those dark matches. Because if LA Knight's not advertised, he's probably going to be on the dark. Damn right, I'm getting early. I'm and leaving. You, uh, I'm actually leaving work a little bit early just to just to make sure. Yeah, I don't blame yeah. you. You better, if I hope you get to see LA Knight, and I hope you get to do your best. Yeah, just <laughs> that just would be for great. just for the man. <laughs> You know, you're going to have your listen to let me pod to you sign straight behind the ring. <laughs> I need one, man. <laughs> Follow us on YouTube, please. Um, awesome. I'm so pumped for you. I, I'm uh, excited. I had a couple chances to go earlier this year and it did not pan out once because my niece was turning one and my niece turning one became more important than going to some wrestling. Ugh. But, you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? Um, now everybody's favorite part of the show. Bloodline, Cinematic Universe, Tribal yes, Court on Friday. Whew. 34 minutes uninterrupted I was on SmackDown fine. on Friday. <laughs> and I was captivated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so good. Cinema, bro. So the Usos are out. They're popping off. They're, they're getting the crowd all hyped up. Um, and then we get... Ladies and gentlemen, my name and the crowd boos. Solo Sokoa. Heyman called himself the lead defense for Roman. Um, no one can tell him to shut up. That's when Solo took his bike and tossed it out the ring. Okay, Solo. Okay. I, th- I think Solo's going to be the next tribal chief. Um, just to come back to Heyman in the ring next to Reigns with a microphone back in his hands. Okay. Uh, you got pinned, rings through the arena. Uh, Rain said Jimmy sure as hell isn't the tribal chief before saying Jay also isn't, adding yet. Um, appear that thread's going to carry on. Uh, the Usos show Exhibit A, which is Roman's worst moments. I did not appreciate them putting our tribal chief through that. <laughs> and I think his argument was was perfect, you know? He... He did what he felt he had to do. The pressure of the family was put upon him. The elders entrusted him to carry his cousins to WrestleMania main events. Boo. To keep the... <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved it. It was a masterclass in manipulation. It sure was. And then he took off his lay, put it around Jay's neck. He took one knee... He creased those Nikes. Oh, what a dirty move. (laughs) That was dirtier than what comes next. (laughs) And then he sobbed. As soon as Roman Reigns started doing that little wipe in his face, one single tear down his cheek. By the way, The Rock, your cousin's coming for you. He's coming for your bag. (laughs) I was like, damn, is that a tear? I've never seen you cry on command, big man. That was good. 
So Jay reached out right to the yam bags. Jay is down. Roman punched him in the balls. Jimmy That's attacks. Him. Solo rips him off, throws him out of the ring. And then they tied up Jay Uso like Christ the Redeemer in the <laughs> yeah, ropes <they> and <laughs> beat the shit out of Jimmy. Like, <laughs> they did the whole wheeling him out, going to the hospital. Mm-hmm. But then we had another little tease. Solo Sokoa picks up the lay, holds oh, yeah, it, and looks at it. And Roman, it. give it to me! Give it to me! Eventually did. But damn, was not clear. There might be some cracks in that foundation like you were talking about, Dimitri. A seed has been planted, ladies and gentlemen. A seed has been planted. Mm-hmm. Lordy, lordy. But yeah, I, I swear to God, Solo Sokoa is, is stealing Paul Heyman from Roman Reigns at some point. Because that man is a monster. But he cannot talk. It just makes so much sense. Yeah. It really does. Like, it just makes so much sense. Yeah, it, it really does. And this will lead right into our first stock rising. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, Jay Uso just feels so hot right now. Does he not? Number one face in the company. He's He is white hot. Like, it is crazy. Like, he comes in the ring, everybody's screaming. Like, he has got that. He's got the aura. We've talked about it before on this mm-hmm. podcast. He's got like a cool aura about him. He's always had it, but it feels like it's finally like because of the storyline, because of him being able to, I guess, expand his character a little bit. It, it's mm-hmm. finally he finally feels like not just like a tag team, not just like a good tag team member. He feels like main event material. He really is. He's he's really coming to main event. Jay, like. Yep. He could main event something by himself at this point. Like, I am fully bought into Jay. And with that being said, I think this is the first challenger, potential challenger, but probably challenger, that Roman has had in a while that actually seems legit. The only other challenger that seemed legit to me relatively recently was Cody. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Cody had so much momentum behind him and he was going into WrestleMania and there were so many people that really wanted Cody to win, so much so that they were so upset when he didn't. Um, that was the only challenger of recent memory I can think of where I legit thought he was going lo- to lose. He had that, um, that one match against Drew. Uh, what, what, what pay-per-view was that? Uh, Clash of the Castle. Clash of the Castle. That one, I was kind of on the fence, but I, I still thought Roman was going to win. But, uh, yeah, Cody and, and Jay. I would, Jay, I think, is the biggest threat we've had so far, where it feels like, legitimately, Roman could lose. Do we think he's going to lose? What do you think? No. No? No. How do you think it's going to play out? Roman cheats to win. Mm. And then it just continues on? Mm-hmm. Fuck. I, but I think, <laughs> I think that this is where we're going to start to see Solo move over with his brothers. Mm. I think I think this is when Roman's going to be abandoned by uh he's going to get abandoned by Solo after SummerSlam. Because I think Roman's not going to just be he's going to be dirty, he's going to be nefarious. Like he is going to be nasty. He's going to beat the hell out of Jay after the match. Jimmy is probably going to be kayfabe injured through this. Maybe he he returns at SummerSlam, yeah, but he say, has maybe like he uh, dramatically returns. Yeah, I I think we're going to see this. This is my theory. I think we're going to see 
bigger cracks form. I think that uh, Solo is going to leave Roman after SummerSlam and kind of the time frame after that. And I think it's going to start a very long build towards Solo Roman at WrestleMania. And I think that's where we might see the change happen. Yeah, that's a fair idea, because I don't think we see this... Like, I don't think they squander this and end it prematurely before WrestleMania. You have to have something with this at WrestleMania, I would think, right? I completely agree. And Roman Roman just passed Hulk Hogan as well. Mm -hmm. So I I think we're starting to get to where they wanted Roman to get to in terms of time with the title before there's some kind of loss. I just brought up a ranking um, Roman Reigns challengers. Yeah. Um, and let me go to, I'm just going to skip to number one. So number one is Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso, WWE Clash of Champions 2020. Mm. So right again, Jey Uso, top of the list. Yeah. Number two is Sami Zayn at the Elimination Chamber 23. I didn't think Sami was going to win there. That was a really good match, though. I didn't think he was either. Um, Drew McIntyre at Clash in the Castle, that's number three. I I actually, I thought that Roman was done at that event. Like, I I was really sold that Drew was taking it from him at that event. Uh, Daniel Bryan on SmackDown, April 30th, 21. I remember that, but I I didn't think that he was going to (laughs) win. Oh, Roman was working an injury, apparently. On his right arm. And they went almost 30 minutes in a very technical clash. I didn't see it. I don't know. Uh, uh, Daniel Bryan versus Edge versus Roman Reigns. WrestleMania 37. I remember I that. Remember that, that, that was the double actually. pin. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was good. That was good. Damn, so much I've, has happened during this rain. That stage, <laughs> the, the that they had at that WrestleMania, like the mm-hmm. pillars around the ring I love that. That, was, that cool. was really cool. That was a good Agreed. WrestleMania. Didn't it rain? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns, Logan Paul, Crown Jewel. I knew that fool wasn't being Roman Reigns. Yeah, you know And way. now, how many fucking times did Roman face Daniel Bryan? Jesus. <laughs> At the first line of this, no one can get more out of Reigns than Bryan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and like the rest of these now, I'm like, Kevin Owens at Tables, Ladders, and Chairs 2020. Cesaro at Backlash 21. I remember that one too, yeah. Uh, Bork Laser at SummerSlam last year. Mm-hmm. That one had the tractor. We, that was we so sick. The we tractor was awesome. We haven't seen the tractor. <laughs> we haven't seen the forklift. We haven't seen the skid steer. Where is the heavy machinery? Bring it back. Triple H! <laughs> Please. Hey, anyway, we'll we'll move off of this now, but I think you're right. I think this is again one of those big ones where I could definitely see Jey Uso taking that title. I don't think it'll happen because I think they're going to save it for WrestleMania night two main event. Mm-hmm. Blow our minds. Roman's off TV for a month, but you know I think that's what's going to happen. I think I think Roman's going to win with a big bad cheating time. Big bad cheating. Big bad cheating. <laughs> anyway, my first stock rising is some tag team wrestling baby uh on aew collision i know no one's watching i ended up watching this weekend though bullet club gold uh the knife pervert jay white and rock hard juice robinson or 
as Danhausen calls him, Rock Hard Rock Robinson, which I really like. Um, defeated FTR, the AEW World Tag Team Champions, in an Eliminator match. So the Bullet Club Gold will get a match with them, I think, next week on Collision. It was really good. Like, it was a really good match. It went almost 25 minutes. It was very technical. Everybody was hitting their moves. It was so clean, so crispy. Um, FTR looked great. Bullet Club Gold looked really good for, not the first time, but the best they've looked since they've kind of rejoined on AEW. And man, Dimitri, WWE missed out on the knife pervert. (laughs) I just love that you call him the knife pervert, bro. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, Switchblade J White. <laughs> Such a funny name, bro. The knife I didn't make it up. I can't take credit for it. Like it, the first time I saw him on AEW TV, someone referred to him as the knife pervert, and I was like, "That's hilarious." Yeah, that's great. So I'm running with it. <laughs> um, yeah, he's amazing. Like if J White was on W or yeah on WWE, he would absolutely be in line for um a u.s title intercontinental title world heavyweight championship right away like i think they're being smart with him putting him with uh someone that he worked with a lot in japan with juice robinson and new japan pro wrestling um for this tag team because they work so well together they balance each other juice is like unhinged and then uh jay white is very like juicy juicy boy my boy my boy come on come on come on come on come on come on like he and then he'll cut like a very like intense promo where he kind of gets close to the camera and like it's very like i'm like oh my god he's staring into my soul (laughs) so he can talk he can go like he he's very good um his finishing move is basically a twist of fate but they call it the blade runner um but yeah you know decent finishy um and then there was also on dynamite this week uh, Adam Cole and MJF uh, continued on to the finals of the blind uh, tag team. I've seen so many tweets thing. about this. <laughs> it's so funny because, like, a- Adam Cole just had an eliminator match with with MJF for the world title like a couple weeks back. That he was about to get that three count and time ran out. Like, if there had been two more seconds in the match, he would have had it. Anyway, they are such a an odd couple but they're being friends now and like there was this whole thing like mjf cut this promo a while back about like people you know he's like i don't give a i don't care what you marks think you virgins playing video games in your mother's basement and then like on this week's like buddy tape they had of them together he played video games with mj or with adam cole who is a twitch streamer like he streams on twitch regularly and mjf was like oh this is a lot more fun when you can play this with somebody that you're friends with and adam cole's like have you never played a multiplayer video game before and i'm just like well you have to have friends to do that (laughs) (laughs) shit (laughs) so he's like sucking this man in and like getting him to be his friend adam cole actually wore the better than you baby t-shirt that mjf made for their for their tag team um, and then their match was against two big, gigantic men. Um, it was uh, Big Bill, uh, Big Bill Morrissey, and Brian Cage, the machine, um, who has too many muscles. Let's just oh, Brian put it Cage out there. is huge. Yeah. He, too many muscles. <laughs> too many. Uh, also, grown man with a mohawk. 
not happening. <laughs> but they did, they did, they played it up so well with like the big guys. MJF tried to pick up Big Bill to like slam him down and like was like, oh, like my back, my back kind of thing. <laughs> it was, it was very entertaining. Um, they tried to do their double clothesline, which is what MJF wants to be their tag team finisher. They didn't get a chance to do it, but it's coming Damn. soon. They cut some promos afterwards, had a little party, did their, they kind of joined their promo segments that they do together. It was so much fun. But tag team wrestling in AEW has been legit lately. Legit. Beautiful. You gotta love tag team wrestling. I love There's tag team wrestling. There's a special place in my heart for tag team wrestling. When it's done correctly, it is a beautiful thing. It really is. It really is. And what's next? What do we have? Oh, speaking of tag team wrestling, uh, yeah, look at that. Um, there's been a lot of uh, instability in the WWE with factions. Mm. Uh, you know, we've seen uh, you know some arguments with Imperium this past week. Um, obviously, we saw the Judgment Day have a little bit of issues here and there, which I'm still not convinced they're over with. Um, and then obviously we've got the bloodline whole story happening. It seems like every faction kind of has a little bit of arguments and a little bit of uh, testiness inside. You know, not everything's sweet and cozy. Um, I brought this up because I had seen that um, you know, some people on the internet were not so happy and uh, kind of saying that not every faction needs to split. Uh, and they were like, oh, Triple H needs to learn that not every faction needs to split. Well, I agree, but I don't think that's where Triple H is going here. Um, so, just in general, my stock's rising here is, is just essentially the creative and the way they, they're going about these faction wars. So, to go a little bit deeper here, a prime example would be the Street Profits. We all thought that Street Profits were going to separate. There was a little bit of time where um, Montez seemed a little bit annoyed with Angelo, mm -hmm. um, which... It happens. Happens with brothers, happens with friends, happens with teams. They didn't split, you know? It just kept us on our toes. Um, same thing with Alpha Academy. We had uh, Chad Gable and Otis beefing a little bit whenever the Maxine stuff happened. They didn't split. It actually, um, Maximum Male Models, I guess, ended up splitting, but but uh, our boys at the Alpha Academy didn't split. What happened to the Maximum Male Models, though? They've disappeared. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they'll come back as something else. But essentially what I'm getting at here is I think the WWE is doing a really good job of having these factions have, uh, you know, just a little bit of beef in them and having uh, us wonder, you know, are they going to split? Is, is stuff not going to work? Because, you know, if they just had groups split every time, it wouldn't be interesting. But it seems like they like 50-50, you know what I mean? Like sometimes they do split and sometimes they don't split. You smell yeah, me? I do smell you. Just an yeah. update on the Maximum Mill models. Uh, Massey, I that's what you were doing. Yeah. Massey <laughs> uh, has his whole Twitter account like blacked out, like no header, no profile pic, no weird apostrophe over his name. And uh, not a lot of tweets lately. Mansoor has gone back to just his... his thing being Mansoor yeah. and uh, regular pictures of himself. So yeah, I think the gimmick is dead. Yeah, it seems to be dead. But yeah, I think they just do a good job of splitting it up, you know, uh, keeping us on our mm -hmm. toes because uh, 
Yeah, like I said, if 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 we if they just did the same thing every time, if they went ahead and, and split every group up, it wouldn't be interesting because we'd know it was coming. But we don't the know other, it's coming. The other thing though is that there's some realism with that. Like exactly, groups, groups of friends sometimes have friction, mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean that you have a massive fight in a wrestling ring with your friend and then you don't talk to them anymore. Like sometimes that happens, but. Mm-hmm. That's not like a regular thing that would happen all the time. There's going to be friction. There's going to be some. It it, it adds to the storytelling. And exactly. honestly, WWE creative has been on fire lately. Yep. So I'm not. I don't need them to be pulling the trigger on anything that doesn't need to happen right now. Yeah. No, I agree. I think it does a great job of, uh, like you said, keeping story storylines. You know, fresh adds like another layer to something that's happening. You know, we're we're looking at all these different matches, and then meanwhile we got this little entanglement inside so it just Mm -hmm. keeps things interesting that's pretty much where i'm at here Uh, i'm with you let's go to judgment day real quick because i don't i don't know what's going to happen there i don't think finn is too happy i definitely think priest is still going to go for the world heavyweight championship yeah um but dirty dom is up for a belt next tuesday do you see that is he really Mm mm-hmm the WWE NXT North American Champion Wes Lee is going to be uh, facing Dominic Mysterio on Tuesday. Now, it's probably not going to happen, given that he has booked to face Mustafa Ali at the Great American Bash on July 30th. Uh-huh. But Dom Mysterio challenged him, and he accepted the challenge. So Dirty Dom will be wrestling someone on NXT on um, on Tuesday. You never know, man. Dolph Ziggler went over to NXT and won a title at that one That's point true. in time. That's true. That's <laughs> true. It know. would be really funny if Dom did win that belt and oh then just God. never defended it on NXT and just carried it around with him like it was the world title. Yeah, and he was on, like talking to you like, look, I got this gold. What do He's you like, got? I got gold. What? No, I don't, you don't have gold. Like talking to Cody Rhodes like, I finished my story. I'm the North American <laughs> I champion. I finished my story. I'm good. <laughs> Yes, I would love that actually. <laughs> that would be that would be very funny. Uh, my next stock. Ooh, right. I saw this. So, no, 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 no. I was just gonna say I saw this. I've, I, okay. I like this one. I like this one as well. AEW is getting safer. There has been a memo that has been sent out to all wrestlers, all talent, um, and this is from WrestlingNews.co. Uh, and I'm gonna run through it real quick here. The AEW medical team, coaches, and referees have come up with some protocols to try to keep talent, staff, crew, and fans safe. Um, there's always risk in pro wrestling, but it's not gonna. They're hoping that this is gonna compromise the quality, but also be able to aid their creative work and not do a lot of repeats. Um, here's some of the highlights from this document. That quote: They have outright banned unprotected chair shots to the head. Good shots to the back of the head. Good. Buckle bombs and blind moves backward towards the turnbuckle. Fake fencing responses, unnatural positions of arms following a concussion. Thank God. Seizure cells. And those are two of my biggest issues with what WWE or AEW has been rocking with, yeah. with stuff lately. Brian Danielson's like, I don't know what to do anymore, but okay. Because um, that's all he does. <laughs> Uh, more here, spitting, bleeding in the crowd, weapons or projectiles in the crowd, taking drinks or food from guests in the crowd, or physical content with the crowd, or contact with the crowd. Uh, taking food and drinks, 
it has worked as a funny bit sometimes. Like there was one time uh, going towards a commercial that Hangman Page kind of hung himself on the barrier next to a guy and was like, and and the guy went, "You want my beer?" And he went, and so he took the beer and finished it and then gave it back to the guy. And the guy was like, "Yeah!" So like he had fun with it. But I have also seen like I mean MJF threw water on a kid at uh, at an event one time. I think I saw that. Yep. Um I've also seen MJF slap food out of people's hands. And like such good heel stuff. It's stuff it's good heel stuff. But that's like $11 chicken tenders, man. Yeah, like yeah, I'd be probably, upset. That person was probably like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I'd be like looking around for someone from the venue being like, "Like this guy's an actual dickhead." I money on that. Go get me more chicken tendies. <laughs> yeah. So I think that I think that's good. There's also going to be um some more items that will now need uh, specific approval from medical, legal, and coaching staff. Not set in stone, but things that they just need to have approved. Spots and bumps on the ring apron and the outside. Table, ladder, chair spots in and out of the ring. Only allowed with padding, so, you know, in in yeah. ring. Uh, any elevated spots outside of the barricades, dives, and ladder spots on the stage, around the arena, or other places outside of the ring. These are good things. Yes. Like... Sting needs to stop trying to kill himself. Dude, that shit was crazy. <laughs> apparently it was his idea. Yeah, of course like he, it was. He pitched it. Um, all pile driver and tombstone variations, including sit-down drivers, inverted slash poison hurricane rana, inverted breakers. A lot of WWE stuff right there. I think we'll still see it because it's a lot of people's finishers. Like Tony Storm's finisher right now is a Storm Zero and it's a Tombstone Pile Driver. I don't think that's going away, but it's going to be probably on a case-by-case basis on who gets that. Um, high risk dives or top rope moves, 450, 630, double moonsaults, SSP, etc. Intentional Damn. bleeding of any sort, not just blading. So, John Moxley's going to have to get approval to do all his bleeding all over the ring. Every week he's going to be like, can I bleed? Yeah, he definitely is. Like, I bleed. He's like, I got this great idea for some blood. <laughs> um, chairs, pipes, kendo sticks, hammers, ring bells, bats, chairs, etc. Title belts. I felt like that was probably stuff that was already approved anyway, just because like you got to basically make sure that other person's cool with taking that spot anyway. Um, thumbtack skewers, barbed wire, other sharp puncture, functioning objects. You only see that in like dart or. Uh, uh, unsanctioned or you know no rules matches so i feel like that's not going to change um choking slash strangling with hands or a weapon or hanging spots there is a little bit of that in, in aew that i i would like to see a little less of like brody king was doing this um submission finisher for a while where he draped the person over the ropes arm around their head and like dangle them over until Jeez. they stop brutal <laughs> yeah um, injury spots or angles, whether medical or whether or not medical is involved, they're called to the ring. I hate that. I've always hated that. It, unless it's like very blatantly obvious that it's a work injury, like they're like, ah, my leg, uh, but like the, oh, wow, this person might be dead. Like this is, this is all good stuff. I think this is very good, um, for AEW. And the last two is any physicality in the crowd or with the crowd. Also, any physicality involving referees, managers, extras, celebrities, or special guests. So obvious. Uh, like the, some of the stuff is obvious, but I'm glad they they're actually putting it into writing and kind of putting it putting it out there to the the news people that like, hey, hey, we're making stuff safer. Hey, yep. <laughs> and I'm 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 happy with all of that. I don't have any issues with it. 
I'm here for it. I'm surprised I didn't uh, specifically mention pizza cutters. No mention of pizza cutters. Oh, the pizza guy wasn't all elite. Oh yeah, the you talking about you talking about you know what I'm talking about right Nick Gage. Oh no, I wasn't talking about that. Oh okay. Oh, you haven't okay. seen the pizza guy? Oh no 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 no! I the know who you're talking wrestler? about the pizza wrestler. Yeah, I know who yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> no, I was talking about you, you. ever seen a video a while ago of Nick Gage and the and the pizza cutter to Chris Jericho's head? No, I haven't seen that. All right, so this is back when back in the day when I watched AEW. Uh, Nick Gage had uh, took a pizza cutter to Chris Jericho's head, cut him open, was bleeding, just fucking slicing the oh my pizza cutter God. across his head. And guess what happened? They went to commercial break, and a Domino's commercial came on. No! <laughs> I think it was Domino's. It was like Domino's or Pizza Hut, something like that. It was a pizza commercial. And it was one of their sponsors, so they were not happy. They oh, were really I can upset. imagine they would be pissed. <laughs> like, what are the odds, the timing, to, like, be cutting somebody open with a pizza cutter? We're going to commercial break. Oh, by the way, enjoy this pizza. <laughs> that, that, would, that would basically be like if they had, like, a, a concession stand brawl where someone's, like, face got put on a grill and acted like it was hot even though it wasn't. And then all of a sudden we go to commercial. Whopper, 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 whopper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Accurate, yeah, that shit is hilarious. You should uh, see that at some point. I I wrote it down. I will look into it. And the pizza wrestler that I was talking about is none other than Luigi Primo. So uh, yes, shout out to Luigi Primo. Shout out. And and now my favorite part of the show. Time to start hating. Oh, stop yeah, falling. Buddy. Well, guess what? Uh, I don't. I'm gonna talk in this voice right now. We're gonna start off like this because this is my hating voice. Guess what I hate. Guess what I hate? I'm not you know what I hate? No, I hate dudes who just sit around on the couch, you know what I'm saying? And they don't do nothing. They're just too no 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 for me to ever do. I swear once an episode, I, I just don't speak English. It, uh, <laughs> it, it has been happening quite a bit. Uh, I'm broken. But anyways. Uh, Eventually, I'm, you'll have to do a supercut of your Jupiter. Oh, that'd be, that'd be a good, good supercut. That'd be pretty mm-hmm. long at this point. Um. But I really don't like this Riddle and uh, Drew stuff. Not a fan. I'm sorry I I ruined it for you. Yeah, oh my god. (laughs) I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I don't, like... I just just feel defeated because uh, I love Drew so much. You know how much I love Drew. Mm -hmm. And he's just been a solid, proven singles competitor. And I just don't see why we're we're spending this time with him dealing with Riddle. I, I mean, I'm sure if we eventually get the uh, singles run with uh, with a match with Gunther at uh, SummerSlam, if that's what it culminates to, fine, cool. But I just why 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 the pairing? Are we trying to recreate Riddle and Orton here? Because I don't want that. I don't want. I don't want you to try to recreate it. It, it was what it was. They are definitely trying to recreate it, though. God damn it! <laughs> like they are a hundred percent just being like, "Well, um, Odd Couple worked for Riddle before, and we're paying him too much money, so we need to use him." And Raw is three hours, so we need to use <laughs> him. Props so, three hours. Got to figure something out. Yeah, uh, not a fan. Did, do you remember how Drew McIntyre was saying that he? Isn't going to be on Raw next week? No, I didn't. I didn't uh, well, he's not going to be on Raw on Monday. Do you want to know why he's not going to be on Raw on Monday? Why? 
he is going to be shooting a movie. Oh, shit. Go him. The movie is a thriller, J.J. Perry's The Killer's Game. <coughs> Isn't uh, Batista in this, too? He is. The top build cast is... Oh, God. Oh, God. It's opening Instagram in a browser. This is not going to end Ooh, well. love Instagram in a browser. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, D- Batista is in it. It looks like Ice Cube is in it. Um, trying to see if I recognize anybody else. Um, some bald guy. I don't know who he is. Uh, but, yeah, Drew McIntyre will be shooting a movie. Good for him. Good for him. That's how you know he's legit, man. He's got he's got the chops, man. He's good. Oh, actually, it's it's right here. Uh, Dave Batista, Sophia Butella, Ben Kingsley, Palm Cliffenteff, Ice Cube, Scott Adkins, Drew McIntyre, Shayna West, Lucy Cork, Dan- Daniel Bernhardt, Lee Moon, and Marco Zoror. It is a thriller shoot 'em up kind of movie. Hmm. I may check it out. Yeah, I was about to say I will check it out, but I might check it out depending on reviews because you know it could be based garbage. on based on Jay Bonasinga's novel. The film is written by Rand Ravitch and Simon Kinberg, with recent rewrites by James Coyne. The film follows veteran assassin Joe Flood. Ooh. What a name! But yeah, that, for real. That's Batista. <laughs> who is diagnosed with a life-threatening illness and authorizes a kill on himself to avoid the pain that is destined to follow. After ordering the kill, he finds out he was misdiagnosed and must (gasps) fend off an army of former colleagues trying to kill him. Interesting. Uh, Sounds like John Wick with extra steps. Yep. (laughs) I still have never seen John Wick, but I know what it's about. Oh my... Someday, maybe. Okay. <sighs> yeah, Moving but on. this this Riddle and Drew <laughs> stuff, I'm not feeling it at all. I don't yeah. like it. Uh, it feels extremely forced. It does not feel natural in any way, shape, or form. Nope. I, I don't really know how RK Bro kind of came to be initially, but I it didn't feel this way to me where where it ended up. Yeah. And yeah. The, basically, if they're going to start slapping Drew with Riddle, it's making me think that that's going to be more long term, and Drew's not going to win at SummerSlam. That's what I'm kind of feeling from that. Yeah, it's a fair thought. What would their tag team name be? Hmm. Scottish Bros. Scottish Bros. That would make sense. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know either. You, you Two pints and a bong rip. <laughs> you do something with the flip flops and the sword. That'd be like interesting. Flip flops. Yeah, flip flops and a sword. That'd be a good hit. Good. I, uh, that could work. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Next talk falling. AEW and Warner Brothers are talking about more pay per views and talking like every six weeks to a month to kind of match WWE's pay per view schedule. Please don't. Yeah, I like less is more sometimes. And I, I like it makes the pay-per-views right now. They're kind of four biggies a year. It really makes them hit and it makes the cards worthwhile. It makes me actually want to buy them. Like I I'm I'm going to be real with you guys. I'm not dropping $50 every month or 6 weeks on an AEW pay-per-view. 
I'm Hell not no. doing that. And I'm no. a fan. I'm a big fan. I have a podcast where I talk about pro wrestling. I don't want to do that. That's I don't want to do that at all. The only way that I could be somewhat interested in this is if they move to a stream-based option, like putting them on Max Live, similarly to the way WWE puts theirs on, pe- on Peacock. But I still don't think it's necessary, and I still don't think they should do it. Yeah, I don't think they should do that either. I think less is more, like I said. Like, uh, too many pay-per-views, you just got too much going on. None of the pay-per-views seem as important other than, your, I guess, your main staples, if you do too many like that. And like you said, with the money, that's that's a legitimate problem. Unless they were to drop the price down to something, like, reasonable. Like, if they're going to yeah. have one every month, then maybe, like, 10, 15 bucks. Maybe? That still seems high. I'd be more likely to buy it. Like, 10 yeah. bucks? I mean, like, I'd be like, yeah, I can throw 10 bucks at this. But, like, 50 is, there's no way. There's no way. I'm yeah, there's that. no way. Especially when, uh, how much does Peacock cost? Like, five bucks, six bucks? It's really cheap. I don't want, I don't want ads, so I've got Peacock Premium. Mm. We've got some good content on the cock right now. This guy's got you? premium cock. That's crazy. Boy, do I. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Who doesn't have some premium cock, Dimitri? <laughs> you know, I got premium cock, too. It's, I can't deal with the commercials. I'm with you. I was trying to set you up to say Carrion Cross doesn't have premium cock. Wow! I know oh, I missed that layup. Oh my god! You gotta practice the fundamentals. I'm not gonna edit that out. Y'all gonna have to deal with me missing that layup. All right. Uh, yeah, bro. Carrion Cross is a guy that does not have premium cock. <laughs> Just asked Scarlet. She knows. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why else would she be with him, though, I guess, right? <laughs> I just, listen, I didn't have much written down here except for the fact that every time Karrion Cross is on the TV, I fuck with his entrance, and I fuck I with... Oh, I like his entrance. I think it's no. kind of weird and cool. Uh, I think the black and white's a little extra. Uh, and I think I just like seeing Scarlet. And then once the well, entrance ends, I'm like, mm, what is there to eat around here? <laughs> I'm like looking at snacks. He's one I'm of just those that I'm like, why did they bring him back? Yeah. Were we missing Carrying Cross? I don't think so. Thought uh, here, do you remember when it was like teased that Carrying Cross was going to have a rivalry with Roman Reigns? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. And Roman was like, I ain't working with that buffoon. <laughs> Yeah, so we really haven't got anything good with Karrion Cross, and I don't know if it's his fault, but I have not been a fan of anything he's been involved with yet. It's kind of all just been kind of tacky and corny. Yep. TikTok. And I'm TikTok. Like, TikTok. 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 <laughs> it's obnoxious. And yeah, it yeah, is. Bro, anytime he's on the TV, like I said, I watch his entrance, and then I kind of tune out and go do something else, because I do not care. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's such a waste. Um, I'm also not feeling Karen Cross at all. Never have, never will. And uh, to get my wife's thoughts on Karen Cross, every time she sees him and Scarlet, she's like, why is she with him? <laughs> so maybe there is some premium cock and we did him dirty. Maybe. Maybe he's Who got knows? premium cock. The last stock falling LA Knight not being on TV. Because that man has some premium cock. <laughs> Damn right. That guy's paying for the cock. Yeah! 
He did have a nice dark segment that, you know, fortunately there was some good uh, fan video for of, uh, I can't remember their name, those bums. Bums. The rap people. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, yep. All right. Uh, okay. All I can I think of that. is bro just falling when he's trying to dive out the ring. <laughs> That's all I can think of. Flop dollar, top dollar. And top dollar. Who are they? Who is he with? Who's his friends? B-Fab and... Ashante the Adonis? Yes. We got it. We came up with all of them. Look at that. Yes. Yes. Well, <laughs> I went LA Knight on TV. It seemed like they were doing this dark segment where he came out and beat the shit out of all of them to tease a face turn and Hit see row. how the crowd oh my would God, react. Sorry. Hit row. <laughs> yeah. They haven't had any hits, so that's why we didn't know. <laughs> but... With LA Knight not being on TV, which is the stock falling, a stock rising is the internet wrestling community finding all of the clips of LA Knight before he made it big. Oh, this has been great. And I will be <laughs> linking an article in the show notes that shows all sorts of stuff that LA Knight has done. LA Knight, in an Aldi commercial from what looks like 2009, uh, LA Knight on... Um, Fatal Attractions, uh, where he turns into a lizard. I didn't see that one. That's um, crazy. Uh, da, 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 da. There's the Ric Flair one, the commercial one. That one's pretty good. Yep, I just yep the Ric Flair commercial. Uh, <laughs> L.A. Knight during Triple H's uh, workout DVD, going yeah. Oh, that one is so funny because he does Wait. it, and Triple H just looks at him, looks like, at him like, shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is my workout. Yeah. <laughs> We ready to move on to the next thing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so good. We had to get our LA Knight in this podcast as he is our 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 thing. Um let me pod to you. Let me talk to you. How do you yeah. say our thing, bro? He's our spirit animal. Don't disrespect him. <laughs> our, our spirit wrestler. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh Dimitri, do you have anything else? No, nah, man. I'm just excited to go to SmackDown tomorrow. I'm so pumped for you. Have a great time. Um, see if you can give us a quick uh, instant reaction afterwards. I'd love that. That would be that would be super fun. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Let Me Pod To You. You can find us on YouTube at Let Me Pod To You. You can follow Dimitri on Twitter and Threads at Dimitri Talks. You can only find me on Twitter at We Hate Jacob. That's hate with an eight. Please give us a review on your major on your podcast platform. We're on every major network. We have a review on Spotify. Dimitri told me about it. I didn't look at it. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Give us more. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs>